All right, so this is uh, this is episode 16. Uh, welcome back. We're in the same location, so a different week, same location. Um, so this, is, ladies and gentlemen, this is Sidney Gordon. He's the CEO of Core Medical Group, um, has, has a couple other companies as well. But he's such a big deal that uh, he won't come to North Carolina. He actually flew me down here. He's like, no, you're going to do your podcast. You're going to do your podcast at my, no, <laughs> at my no, location. No. no, 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 it just worked out. I was Mel and I were just were laughing about uh about how many times like oh, first God. Jackie got got sick and like yeah, I almost lost you, her. yeah you guys were gonna about to get on a plane you're like bro I can't it was the night before right yeah she we she almost uh, got immersive the blood infection was horrible. inside in the blood in the blood and they yeah. were basically it, it was it was a scary one yeah it was a scary one there but I um. And Most then, things wouldn't interfere with my travel to you. Unfortunately, <laughs> I enjoy my family. My, my wife, my, my wife's kind of a big deal. Yeah, she's a big deal. Um, and then, and then Mel got sick. And then Mel got sick and with COVID, and he's the biggest yeah. baby when he's sick ever. He's the, one of the baddest human beings to face the earth. But when he's sick, man, you, that's when you want to take advantage. I don't of know. Him. I think all, I think all <laughs> men, all men, when they uh, get sick, are like. It's. I mean, yeah. I, I, women, women have babies, and we get the flu, and we're like, I think it's it. I think this it's is it. It's all over. This, it's all over. My life is over. She was videotaping me going up the stairs when I had COVID, and I was moaning, taking step after step, and she's like, "You are such a pussy." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. So okay, so you're uh, now you're a Florida boy. I am. You're born, a Florida boy. Born and raised in uh, just outside of the city of Boston. Yeah. And, uh, Got in a little bit of uh, trouble up there and decided I was going to come down here for to visit a buddy at spring break. Um, the only time I got to go to college is when I visited people there. <laughs> and I uh, came down here, and he I fell in love with it down here, man. And I moved back up, came back up, packed my car up, two motorcycles, drove down here, and I've been here for 22 years since. Oh, so that first time you came down here, you were like, I'm sold. I'm done. I came uh, right back down. Right it back sucks down. up there. It, dude, It's the, especially this time of year. The summertime's great, yeah. right? But it's quick, and and I'd rather be down here sweating than freezing. I can't handle it anymore. No, I mean, you know, no, we talked I, about I, that I, enough. I know you're gonna get down here too. Man. Yeah, I, mean, okay, I need to come back you're, home. You're getting closer. I'm getting closer. I'm getting, closer. I'm getting closer. I just need this girl to graduate. Exactly. And then we're and then we're Florida bound. Coming home, I, I thought but it, it's funny. There's a difference though. It's difference when you're like from somewhere else and you move here, vice yep. if you're from here and Except, you're moving back. People people are like, oh well, you're. You're a Florida person. You're just yeah. coming home. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. different than like all the transplants from New York coming coming down here. Yeah. So when I moved down here, um, I was riding motorcycles, sport bikes at the time, mm -hmm. and you know, stunt riding the whole nine yards. And I was selling motorcycles at Power Sports in Delray, which isn't there anymore. And uh, I figured, you know what? I'm going to go sell automobiles or bikes so I can meet people, right? So I was there for about a year and a half, and it was an interesting story. Like, you know. I, if when I think back on it, it was just like crazy. Within a year and a half of me moving down here, my whole life dynamic changed. Like, and it was by meeting one person. So yeah, it was it was great. So I was uh, selling bikes, and this guy came in to service his bike down here, mm -hmm. and I knew I was in a different place because everyone had a Ferrari, right? I was like, this is crazy. Where what's all this money? I'm like in awe every every place I'd go, and there's you know beautiful people down here, and everyone's in shape, and that was like that when I moved down here in 2000. And it just has gotten even more and more like, so that's what I was talking about. Johnny is like, you, you know, you get to nothing, you know, I, we have a nice little area, nothing wrong with our area, but it, there is a big difference when you're in some place that's warmer, warmer climate, people yep. are outside, they're riding bikes, they're riding skateboards, they're doing things with their, their family, you know, in the winter up there, everybody's hiding in their house. Nobody's doing anything. Exactly. So, you know, we're, we're down here and this guy, Tim Malloy comes in the, the dealership and he's coming to service his motorcycle. 
and he says, I start talking to him. I see him come across the parking lot. Good looking guy, great shape. I'm like, oh, all right, because I, I took this desk right by the window so I could see who would come and yeah. go. And I, I come outside, hey, sir, you need some help pushing that bike in, blah, blah, blah. I was, you know, he, he had it on the back of his truck. And by, by the time he got from the door, from the truck to the door, I sold him a new motorcycle. <laughs> and uh, he, he comes back 45 minutes later. He was in his pickup truck. Comes back 45 in an, in an F430 Ferrari. He's like, get in, kid. You don't work here anymore. What? Yep. And, uh, dude, it was crazy. I was like, what do you mean? Tell me I'm making 600 bucks a week here, bro. Like, <laughs> how, old, how old were you? It's like 20. I was 20, 20, 20. 600 bucks a week, bro. I'm not, I'm not leaving here. You're yeah, crazy. And, and, you know, it was, and um, he's like, you don't work here anymore. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, brings me over to this. Meanwhile, it's funny because you're talking about 600 bucks a week. Mel's like, yeah, I was making four grand a, a, a week, you know, yeah, being a criminal. I know. Yeah. I, well, I was making other money doing other things too, but we'll leave that to yeah. to the pros. But but you didn't, go, you didn't go to jail for 13 years. Total. No, I did yeah. not. Thank God. Thank <laughs> heavens. God put me on a different path. But um, so he drives me this, this uh, huge office and I open the door and there's like 150 guys there. Like it was legit the biggest it was like a boiler room like crazy insane everyone's selling yelling screaming it was nuts and uh, he's like you work here now <laughs> i was like what he's like i'm teaching you the mortgage business and i was like all right cool so um so we, 20 years you got into it, into so i was in the mortgage business for eight years broke like as that's a broker how, yeah I, that's how i met matt stevens he's we've been together for 16 years almost oh wow and um so i Matt Stevens, some of you guys know him. He's a patient coordinator. coordinator yeah. for, for Amazing Ford. guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's been inspirational to me. He's been loyal as can be, you know, anything. That, that guy cleaned my garage out in August for me down here. Like, he's that type yeah. of guy he is. He's great. So I go in the place, and I said, well, I'm, I'm looking around. I'm like, who's the top producer here? And he's like, that kid over there. I'm like, can I sit next to him? So um, from, like, a young age, I, I, I figured out that I – my reading comprehension was terrible. I still read like a fourth grader. So my thing in, is learning from people. When I want to learn something new, I find, for instance, if I want to become a better shooter, mm. I'll call you, Nick, because yeah. I know you can shoot the hell out of a gun and say, hey, man, can I take you to lunch? Can we talk about this? And then can I pay for your bullets? And that's how I'll learn to do things. So I um, notice you still do that. Yeah, I still do it to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's my play because, listen, it, for comprehension for me, I have to read a book four times. Even watching a YouTube channel sometimes isn't enough. I need that interaction. I need yeah. that monotone change. I need people to show me on their phone what they did, show me pictures, th things like that. Yeah. That's how I learn. So I sit down next to this guy, and Jason Elsner. We're still friends this day. And uh, I, I said, um, what time you get here? He said, nine. So what time you leave? He goes, six. I go, all right. Started getting there at seven, leaving at nine. <laughs> right? So all in, all, and, I, and what's crazy is I was driving down the beach when I first moved down here, Nick, and I'm looking at the beach at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday, and it's full of people. I'm like, what the hell do people do here? How do they make money? They really, they're, they're, the worth ethic down here was a lot different than where I came from. Landscaping, driving heavy machinery, yeah, yeah. working my ass off, no excuses. You yeah. know, it, it was more lax, I noticed. So I knew that if I outworked everybody here, it was going to be a successful, you know, thing to do. So that's what I did. And within, like, four months, I was the top producer there, and the guy knew that, uh, that, you know, I I was getting really good and opened up my own office for me. And then, um, you know, unfortunately, some stuff happened to Tammy. Bad bad drug addiction and, you know, has been gone for, for quite some time now. But, um, you know, that guy changed my life, dude. You know. Yeah. Wow. So, but I, I get choked up when I, when I tell that story, you know. But, but you did. You, you 
You sold him. All you did was you sold him a bike. Bike, yeah, dude. You sold him yeah, a bike and was, he got in. Yeah, it was crazy. So uh, after that, I started my own company. We had like 80 brokers, me and Matt, you know, just doing the thing. I, I made so you kept a, doing the mortgage stuff? Oh, yeah, for like, okay. for, like, for quite some time. And then um, got out of the business for a small period of time and then went right back into it um, just because the thing with a mortgage business compared to what we have now, Nick, right? Yeah. Is that every month you're starting from zero and the company is worth its desks and chairs and computers. Holy shit. So like every month it's zero. I sell you, you get a mortgage. I can totally see you in that lifestyle though because, was, because of the way you work and your speed and everything. I had an eight it's ball like, of cocaine in my drawer for four <laughs> years straight out of my mind completely fighting every, every week in the office with someone over a lead. Or, it was nuts. Dude. I, complete chaos I lived in. I'm surprised um, you didn't have a stroke. Uh, yeah, I mean... Me too. Um, and <clears throat> the mortgage business was hard, man. I made a lot of money. I did really, really well. And um, I lost it all. I put it all back in the business with a crash and had to start from scratch, you know. Yeah, uh, I remember you telling me about that. And it, it was hard. And I, I, I've been really lucky. I've been very resilient and bounced back and recreated, which is a big thing for me. And I never stay complacent and I always stay open. And you never, ever don't want to take suggestions or take a meeting or talk to somebody and you can't fight change, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> when... Uh, when yeah was, and that's one thing that i've that i've always appreciated from you um because a lot of times you know we're not young men anymore no but you can get you know guys our age can get stuck in their ways and they'll be like well that's not the way i've always done it it's not the way it is it's mm -hmm. like well, well that's a frustrating thing for me you know between my two companies we have 500 employees right yeah so <clears throat> when i have to change something in their daily protocol they fight yeah and it's like dude uh, we have 500 employees here. Company does really, really well. I promise you, I'm not making a mistake right now. Yeah. Just embrace it and move forward. Let's but go. But you you're always looking for that. Like, yeah. Because things are always changing. Constant change, yeah. dude. I mean, especially w with you coming aboard, man. I mean, it was like, <clears throat> I mean, in one year, you, 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 you know, contributed, um, I think it was like 11% of growth to the company. It's unbelievable. Well, with people understand, like, that's a lot of growth in my, in, in this industry. It's huge. Yeah. And we, for a company of your size. Yeah. That's I mean, a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal. And we had to open up a whole brand new department just to support all the additional, you know, guys coming through the door. Yeah. And, um, it, it's, it, it's scary, right? Cause that, that means there's a lot more costs associated with things going on and there's a lot more personalities. And I have a saying, I, I hate, I hate new personalities most of the time. And I'm really, really careful on who I bring aboard. Explain that. Well, because that's something that I've learned from you. And yeah. so I want to break that, break that thought process down for me. So the, the first thing that I do when, when bandwidth is running out inside my company is I analyze everything I can possibly do to not onboard new staff members, right? Because, you know, the sales guys that have been with me have given me their best years of their life, yeah. right? And they're in their late 40s now. And I want them to come to the finish line and I want them to get it over with, with me. And by onboarding more people, I'm kind of taking from that. So what I like to do is find out what I can do to help them do their job better. I have a saying, I work for them. They don't work for me. Yeah. I, I focus on their growth, not mine. And there's a huge ripple effect that comes from that. Right? So if, if I have 10 guys that I'm focusing on making them better constantly, what happens to my pot? I don't even have to worry about it. Right. Right. So the, the beauty of, um, focusing on what you can do better to fix your business, to increase bandwidth, which you and I just went through. We came up, we, yeah. we were strategic. We opened up uh, probably another year and a half without having to bring someone aboard. Right. Okay. That, that is a very important thing because one personality inside of an office can destroy it. It's happened to me before. The whole one, one bad apple it's ruins just a bunch. The, it's yeah. just the, and then, and 
the dynamic. It's like, it's like a cancer. It, it, it is. You, you put a cancer in your, in your business. And, and, and I, you know, I, I've told you this before. When I fire someone, I love it because they fucking deserve it, right? Yeah, dude, because you give everybody, which, I mean, <laughs> I bro, you give people the chance and then the chance and then the chance. You'll well, even pay them more to I, give them a chance. chance. Exactly. Yeah. Or, and, when I, and when I terminate them, I, I, you know, I'll give them two months of pay and yeah. they rob me and I still pay them. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, we have such a good niche. Like you can walk in that office and you get along with every single person inside that They're office. They're all great. They're all great. Yeah. You all share one or two common themes in your life. Yeah, they all, and it's, it's the thing, if, if for those of you who don't know, like they all have a huge, I was talking about that with, like with Dave Black. Mm-hmm. Like they all have such a huge, like you walk in, everybody's got a big heart. Yep. Everybody loves exactly. what they do. Yep. Everybody loves who they support. Everybody loves the people that they talk on the phone. Hell it's yeah. wild. Well, the, the, the thing is, you know, I've learned, um, you hire people that play team sports. You hire fighters. You hire vets. Um, you know, moving forward, I'll probably never hire anyone that wasn't a veteran, you know, or some type of team guy because they're worth it. Like, it's like nuts. This kid, Travis, I just hired, dude, he's working 14 hours a day, six days a week, and putting up numbers like I've never seen before in my life and loves it, like yeah. loves it. He doesn't even think he's working compared yeah. to the shit he was doing before, right? Yeah. So um, it, it's been great. So, like, the personality side of thing, man, it's like, you know, one guy comes in the office and he pisses me off. Now, like, I know what I have right now. Yeah. Like, I know who I have in that office. And everyone gets along. The dynamic's just unbelievable. So by me making one wrong decision, I can change that. And if I change that for one week, that could cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. So, okay, so so talk to me about if you are going to hire, because this people are going to get a lot out of this podcast on the business side. So if you do hire somebody, how do you go about it? And how do you make sure that they're the right person? All right, so um, my first four sales guys were my training partners in jiu-jitsu, right? <laughs> and, um, I, and that worked out really good because we spent a lot of time together prior to me hiring them, and I knew that they, like, had that fight in them, yeah. you know what I mean? And, they're, yeah. and the beautiful part about jiu-jitsu is, like, most people that train jiu-jitsu aren't, aren't fucking punks, dude. Right. They're, 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 like, they're not going out getting in fights because they realize it comes out on the mat. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, so when I started jujitsu, I didn't get in one fist fight after that ever because it was like, dude, all right, whatever, man. I know what I got. See you later. You know, um, it's and, funny. So I, if you, there's a trend here. I just want you guys to listen because there's a lot of jujitsu talk on this podcast because yeah. there, and there's a lot of correlations with life and being successful in life in other ways. And you, and I, without me even bringing it up, you did. So yeah, yeah. I'll I mean, leave it, it there. The, uh, Jiu-jitsu changed my life then. I mean, I, I'm, unfortunately, I'm, I'm like glass now. I'm 42. I had three surgeries in two years, major surgeries from jiu-jitsu. And um, I had my time in the sport and enjoyed it a lot. Met amazing people like Mike Arrow, yeah. you know, who is, is, is amazing. He's, yeah. he's one of the best guys around. And um, so, you know, that's how I started off there. But then from that point forward, I, I noticed that when you have a, someone who played team sports, like, and you had someone who's in, in done, in done like manual labor, that's mm-hmm. a big thing for me. Have you done manual labor? Have you suffered in the summertime, sweating your ass off, carrying barrels, miserable? Digging ditches, being roofing, talk, whatever. Being talked yeah. to like shit from yeah. somebody. You know, I worked for um, the president of the, the Hells Angels in, in, in uh, Boston growing up. And um, it's funny, you know. The yeah, surf, with the Mal, surf, yeah. And he would throw boulders at me on the job site. <laughs> and this was a very, very scary man. And that's, and I'd be like, he he looked anything like Mel. He'd be like, work harder, work harder throwing, you know, and then he'd give me a big hug at the end of the day and make me go buy him a coffee with the $10 I made that day. You know what I mean? (laughs) But, um, 
So, yeah, those are the things, I mean, and no disrespect for, you know, guys going to college, just that and the other, but I'd hire a bag boy at, at Publix before I hired a college graduate fresh Why? out of school. Interaction with people, not stuck in the books, um, you know, probably in that position because they've had a hard upbringing, but, mm. but um, are, are trying to make a change and maybe, I like the guy that had some problems in their life. Yeah. I like to give that guy an opportunity and, and I like to see them like excel on it's appreciated it's appreciated dude that's the it's that, not exactly. they're not sitting there like i deserve this i have no lucky sperm cells in my office <laughs> none not yeah. one dude and I, and i mean listen you, you you can't control your parents right but yeah um and i have a lot of friends that are have very successful families and they've taken their family businesses and taken it to the moon and this that and the other um those people are a lot m more difficult to employ mm -hmm. more 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 often than not their employers because mm -hmm. of their background but um, like you, you have a guy like David who came aboard. You know, I, I can air his laundry a little bit. Man, that guy was the mo one of the most troubled individuals I've, I've ever met in my entire life, and has turned around. I was talking to I was talking to him because you know guys that know my background. I, I look at that. I'm like that. That could have been my future if I would have stuck around. Yeah, that could have you know like me and him live. We were living that life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. and being in Florida and uh, and that easily could have been my future as well. Yeah, man, and he's like, I mean, you know, I'm. My my staff tells me he's one of the best hires he's that I've ever they've ever seen. Oh, he's amazing. He, he just he kills himself. Yeah. So yeah, those are the things that I kind of keep a close eye on, and and you know my my job now is just to make things a little bit better each day. You know, like I, I see one guy that's a little bit weak here, or you know could excel there. You know, it's just that those small critiques kind of mm -hmm. is is what is what my focus is. Like I, I don't really turn my computer on too much, man. I'm I'm basically just analyzing you know what people are doing and, and finding ways to increase volume better customer service is a big thing and you know stuff like that you're uh i noticed that you really focus on that we have this you know i've talked about it a lot you know one of my friends and mentors b uh bedrooms cooling talks about like you focus on your five percent yeah the five percent that only sid can do exactly and the rest somebody else handles that stuff yeah so delegating was a real hard thing for me and i hit this plane of like you know me doing everything i was selling patients i was running my back end i was on the phone with 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 the you know the pharmacies shipping receiving because there's a lot of moving parts in our yeah. business people think yeah i place this order with matt and all of a sudden this stuff shows up in my house dude and it's <laughs> like i'm like no man i'm at the mercy of a lot of shit here bro it's like yeah, there's a lot of and a lot of regulatory things that, well, i mean yeah know. i mean we just did a complete revamp of all my all the regs and mm -hmm. um the moving parts are hard man i mean i have you know, there's a snowstorm and all that someone doesn't get their medication in time. It's like, oh, right. yeah, you're on the chopping block. See you later, you know. Um, but uh, delegating, I, I will pat myself on the back. I am a master delegator. So so before you started that and you figured that out, how was your life when you were just doing it, everything? So Because a lot of people start out you, and they do everything, right? So you can't have balance with with taking on massive amounts of workload. And you're, you're actually making your company suffer. When yeah. you're the guy that, oh, I can do everything. You're the bottleneck. Or my least favorite thing. I'm self-made. Motherfucker, look around you. There ain't no such thing as self-made, dude. Like, you're self-made. Well, great. Um, uh, did you borrow money to start your business? Yeah. Well, you're not self-made. Um, do you have sales guys? Yeah. Well, you're not self-made. Like, there's no such thing as self-made. Give me one example of self-made. It just doesn't exist. It takes a team. It takes a village. It takes a yeah. team. It takes, it takes yeah. a village. And, and that, that like success, you might be really good at hiring. 
Because that's really all you need to do to be very successful. In that's life. Your, that could be your five percent. That's yeah. your, dude. You know how you have to know how to pick them. Matt yeah. tells me all the time, dude. He's like, I don't know how the hell you come up with these people, but you seem to keep doing it. And uh, it's funny because everyone makes fun of him saying it, but it's fucking true, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, delegating, man. It's you know, I I I uh, business mentor a couple of kids, and like the first thing that I that I do is like explain delegating to them, and I, I want their definition of it, right? So like what's it what's delegating to you and they'll they'll start to talk about it and you know sometimes they're like well I'm like wow man that's that's really really good and um, sometimes they'll tell me their definition of delegating and it's actually being the definition of lazy right there's a big difference there hey I don't want to do this so I'm just gonna have someone else do it no delegating is finding the best person for the job and making them excel as aggressive as humanly possible constantly in that position like that's the definition of delegating yeah. right so you can't have a sales guy answering the phones because guess what? Now that's the most expensive receptionist in your office, right? So to delegate, it's finding just the right person for that position. And, and sometimes it, sometimes it doesn't work out right away, but you have to have some patience when you're taking accounting off your book or sales training off your book. And if you decide you're going to stop that before the magic happens, you're kind of screwing up. So delegating, there's a lot of training involved in my opinion. Do you, so with that right there, do you feel like, cause it's funny cause so yesterday, was it, what's today, Tuesday, yesterday. Yeah. We got here Sunday yep. and then we worked all day yesterday. Right. Yep. So Johnny was like, you know, being, cause it's the first time he's really been around you, mm -hmm. um, like one-on-one -on -one with yeah, me. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we, he's like, he's like, is it always like this? <laughs> like the speed, the speed at which we move and talk and everything. Yeah, he's yeah. like, is it always like this? And I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's. Look, I mean, I don't get to share too much of, of my business with my direct staff, right? Yeah. Because I like everyone to, uh, I, I like everyone to kind of stay in their lane and not worry about anything and stuff like that. So when you and Mel are in town, I get to kind of like lay it all out. I get to talk to you guys yeah. about behind the scenes stuff. Um, and I get a lot when you guys are in town. Like it's, it's big for me because keep in mind, I'm doing the majority of this stuff. I'm, I'm by myself during yeah. the week. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like me and... But what I mean by that is like, so with delegation and everything and oh, with, yeah. with his perception, um, like seeing it, seeing oh, the way it work, like yeah. the efficiency of like, do you feel that you're more, cause you work very fast. You and I work very fast yeah, yeah. where people don't see it. Like most people can't keep up with us. In a, in but that didn't happen day. for me right away. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so like how do you feel like that's a, that's given you the ability to be more efficient with your time yeah. and work faster? So you, you met JP the other day. Yeah. My business mentor and I are very, very similar personality-wise, right? And he's like, your ADD sucks, right? But it's a huge attribute as well because you can multitask like a motherfucker and everyone yeah. thinks you're not paying attention. You are and you're getting stuff done, you know, three things at the same time. So the, the, uh, my efficiency has tremendously gone up, but the other side of it too, with efficiency, Nick, and you'll like this, as we get older, we have go-tos for everything we need yeah. in life personal life yeah. and in business. You know, if when I, when I first came down here and I needed to find a marketing company or a contractor, you're like spending two weeks trying to figure that out. Now I have my go-to. I have like four on my phone. I can text right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you need, you need an ad buyer. I've got five. So you know JP I mean? was talking about that circle of success, right? Those people right. that like don't hate on you, but they're there to help you. Right. So I have like four or five people in my life that I'll, that I can go to for anything and they'll make sure I succeed with that, 
with that entire strategy right there. Like they'll make sure that um, they'll hold me accountable. They'll make sure did this person work out. They'll follow back up with me without me doing it. Yeah. And I give them the same respect. And it, it and we have, we don't do business together. We're we don't make money together. We're just we're just you know they're just teammates. Yeah. You know they want to see you succeed. You want to see them succeed. Yeah. And I mean the majority of them. You know three of them are way more successful than <laughs> me, right? And and they're you know you met JP. He's just he's a monster dude. He's yeah. he's amazing. He's just like three decades ahead of you. That's all. He is. Yeah. But but the beauty of it is, is when you find a guy like that, and I was telling you this the other day, when you find a guy like that that has so much to offer, most people are intimidated, right? They, they're like, man, how do we get in that guy's circle? Well, I'll tell you guys, ask, because at this point, when you're, when you're that far ahead in life, there's a huge stimulation for that person to help mm-hmm. you. Like that, that feeds them. They love helping people. If you are humble, you ask good questions, and you don't take advantage, right? So, like, um, when, I, when I started CORE, he's like, you know, I've known JP for quite some time, and jujitsu guy. Yep. Um, he, when I started CORE, he's like, hey, man, do, do me a favor. Don't spend $3,000 while calling me and seeing if it's a good idea. I was like, so $3,000 my marker? He's like, yeah, not a penny over. Call me. I said, all right. So I did it for, like, two years. Every time I was going to spend any money whatsoever that was, like, over three grand, I'd call him. And we talked through it and think about other options and, you know – Cause that shit adds up, man. When you're reckless, yeah. And and I and I was reckless. Like you know, I I made a few million dollars in the mortgage business and was broke by the time it was over. Oh my god! Got into debt consolidation, flipped my entire mortgage history and, and clients into debt consolidation, and had a lot of residual income coming in, and poured that all in a core, and was like, oh man, this is getting a little bit hairy here. And uh, you know, some things happened. We. we excelled and started to kill it and hopefully i don't have to hit that refresh button again because I, <laughs> I was talking about uh jp's friend he was talking about that like t- losing that much money in was it 90 days 350 million yeah oh, well it was 44 million he owed to one bank but a total 350 million from the fund was gone oh, that's, that's 90 just, days that's that's on a different playing field that's, yeah it's a different monopoly and, uh monopoly game than i'm and, playing and, i mean <laughs> right and, now and the crazy part is is he's back Oh yeah, yeah, he's back. <laughs> like two <laughs> yeah. months later, you know what he said? He goes, you know, uh, what he's uh, the way he worded it, um, something about hard times. Yeah, hard time. No, hard times fade. Hard men don't. Don't, don't. exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and uh, you, you know, it's it's interesting because I, I I tell people this all the time that are having a financially hard time. It takes one month to get your shit together and get back on track. Yeah. I mean, I'm convinced you can take everything from me tomorrow and a year from same today for me. in the same place, dude. No, I'm and, not. That's and that. Gives, and I'm not scared of it that's either like a, anymore. I was. I lived that's a superpower. For a yeah, that's yeah. a superpower because exactly. I'm like, I don't care if this ship sinks. Yep. I will build it back like that. Exactly right. Because I know how to now. Exactly. You know what I mean? First million is the hardest, man. Yeah. It's the hardest, and it's and then after that, it's you, you know you're once you once you have that financial stability and you feel and you get comfortable. Then it's time to get really calculated and make sure your defense is in line. So let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about ego in conjunction with being successful. Oh man, that was that was a that was a beating. Um, oh, that's uh, right. You have a story about that. I do right? have a story. That's about a great that. story. So I have a, I have this guy in my life, right? And I I I'm, I start to do real well. I'm buying Ferraris and watches and valeting everywhere and. You know, I just got divorced and just. Hey, man, you're making money. I was. You're living was, life. You know, it was like ridiculous. And he catches wind of it and he's like, you know, man, you what? like me in your life? Yeah, he, calls, he called you in his office. Yeah, right? he's like, like, come yeah, see yeah, me. Yeah, come see me. You like me in your life? I'm like, yeah. He's like, 
how much money in watches you, you got now? I'm like, I don't know, 300 grand. He was like baiting you, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, oh, I was great. yeah, it was like, he was like working, like, he's like, I thought we were going to lunch, right? So, so, and then he's That's like. That's a nice watch, yeah. man, holy shit. And then he's like, where'd you eat last week, man? And he's like, everyone's been seeing you everywhere. I'm like, oh, I went to this place. He's like, you had a different girl every time. I'm like, yeah. He's like, how's that Ferrari? I'm like, it's freaking sick, man. It's awesome. It's great, you know? And uh, he's like, if you don't sell all that shit, you're not allowed to valet. You can't go to IPIC Theater. You can go to eat once a week for the next six months, and all your watches and cars need to be gone. I'm done with you. He gave you a timeline too. Done, didn't you? dude. I was done. I he, I wiped everything out. I was gone. But how how fast did he want you to get? It rid was of like it? I had like a week or two. I mean, I took a bath on the Ferrari. Wish I still had it now. It's worth a fortune. Um, the watches, <laughs> but dude, it, I, that was I had all point. Rolexes then, dude. They were they're like tripled in in price. And um, but that wasn't the point, though, right? Exactly, that wasn't yeah. the point. But that what what it did was is it. It cost me a lot of money, mm -hmm. but it saved me a shitload of money and a lot of frustration because I was a douchebag, you know, and that humility was amazing. And I, and I learned, I learned a lot during that period of time and it was uh, a really good lesson. It was a really good lesson. And he didn't give me that lesson because he didn't think I could handle it. He gave me that lesson um, just because he wanted me to develop in a direction that was positive. If you look at him, he doesn't, you know, he's yeah. no watches. He drives a normal car and um, he helps a lot of people. A dude puts 15 underprivileged kids through college a year. You know, it's amazing. He's got a combine for kids. It's, he's, mm -hmm. he's a stud. And all that money could have gone towards helping people and developing better relationships rather than stroke my ego. And uh, yeah, it was, it was and a great And which lesson. is what you do now. Which is what I do now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. I, I guess the lesson worked, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, man, it's it, it's great. I, it's um, it, it's it it was really hard to do, super hard to do. But um, I mean that's that's what that's what it's about, you know. You gotta, you, you got to suffer. I'm a big believer in in suffering and working at, super at any, hard at any level. At any level, like yeah. you know, I haven't gone through the suffering that you know the fit the physical suffering like you've probably gone through in the starvation and the this the no. But you put yourself in, and and Johnny and I were talking about this the other day as we were when listening to JP talk and some of the things he went through is doing hard things. And like, if you don't have a hard life or if you've gotten to where you're like, I'm, I'm pretty comfy where I'm sitting. Right. Yeah. Well then you go out and search for something to, to test your metal exactly, so that you can raise the, cause otherwise you're constantly raising, raising the bar. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a good, that's a good point. You know, the, the other thing too, you know, is like we, you know, genetics are huge. Like, you know, your football players, genetics, your baseball yeah. players, genetics, the the beauty of my the one of the, the genetics that I that I get to pick up was like my mother was a hard freaking worker man she's a tough one you've met her she's yeah. a tough cookie you know they yeah. she was on her deathbed the, the doctors came in and said oh call hospice she's on her way out changed hospitals two days later she's she's walking out of the hospital you know but she's tough man she worked super hard when I was growing up and I watched that a lot and you know she's a single mom and it was and you, you know you kind of want to break that that um that piece of you that says man my mother was working nine to five for nothing just and she just was doing it to make ends meet she didn't enjoy it it was miserable and for me dude you know how i feel about my my life and my business dude it's yeah. like let's I, I wouldn't i'd rather be here than freaking central pay yeah. like that you know that's where i'm about like i love this place and yeah. and um and she worked so hard, and that 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 part of her really, you know, transitioned to me. I just used it differently, and it's it's been it's been amazing. Um, you know, we 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 talk about you know the the whole circle there. You know, I, I've had a divorce, I've had a kid. We have a very similar yeah. background, and and I think um, being like 
super, super engaged with your kids and in teaching them what, where you came from and what you've learned is also huge. You know what I mean? Not just giving them a roof. We talked about this yesterday, man. It's like, I, I'm a big believer, you know, and, um, that, you know, that single households are really, really tough on kids, man. Yeah. It's super tough on kids. And we, we chatted about this last night and, um, you know, there's, you know, my, there's, there's things that I, I do for my kids to make sure that my daughter's good. Yeah. My son can suffer. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's good for you. It's, it's good for you, Jordan. <laughs> it's good for you, buddy. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, a, it's, it, it's in, 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 in teaching them and really be, being patient with them and making them understand like the, you know, that you don't need the nicest clothes. You don't need the nicest house. You just need a good circle of people around you is like super important to me. You know, that's how I, that's kind of what I focus yeah, it's, on. It's funny because we, we talk about it it's for some reason, especially back in the way that back in the day, men were like, well, I gave you a house. I give you food. What more do you want from me? Mm-hmm. They don't even give a shit about any of that. They just want you. Yep. They just want you. They want your time. Dude. They want your time. time. They that's want right. you there. That's what they really want. That's right. Yeah. And we get so focused sometimes on like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm the, the mission. Look, you know? I mean, you know, a JP told me too, he's like, listen, if you're going to be super successful, and you're going to be a beast, someone's going to suffer in 90% of the time it's your wife and kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what do you do in that situation? He's like, not what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we talk, we talk about all the time. It's like, it's great. You're successful. You get to the finish line of your life. Yeah. Who's there with you? I know. Exactly. It'd be really shitty to be at the finish line by and successful yeah, by mean, yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, so what you know what I what I trying to what I'm trying to do better now is not neglect the fact that I'm neglecting. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like it's it's uh, with my daughter now. I'm tr- you know my daughter wants to tell me nothing. She would tell me she's 15 years old. She tells my fiance Jackie everything. everything and I know nothing. And then they're too scared to tell me what's going on. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So then I have to find out. I'm like guys, can we just? So now what I'm doing is what you know what I think to be the right thing is enter that friend zone with my kid as much as I possibly can, you know, I'm still dad, you know, and uh, you know, you always want your daughter to feel safe and your wife to feel safe. And that's a very important thing for them. But that friend zone of like being goofy, doing stuff that you never would do. And they're like, what the hell is he doing? You know what I mean? Like you're taking him places that they don't expect or, or doing things that they really want to do because I'm guilty of, I forced my kid to hunt. He doesn't want anything to do with hunting. Like, I'm a huge hunter. How do you not want to hunt? You're going hunting. Like, <laughs> but, Dad, no, I don't want to go hunting. I, 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 so you have to have, like, the, you have to swallow your pride and go, okay, what, do you, what is it that he, they're into? Dude, I, I had that. a tea party for an hour and a half with my two and a half. I remember that. Day. I remember, yeah. I was like, man, what am I doing? And I drank more. Like, I had to pee so bad, you know, six times. I drank like, seven bottles of water having a tea party with her last night. And, and it. And for her, like that's, that's going to make the memory. That's gonna, that's, that's engagement that. right yeah. there. It's engagement, and you know, it's you know, I've, I, I, you know, my even my first wife's a great mom. Jackie's you know absolutely amazing, and 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 she's she's super engaged. Like with the you know, she's at the park for two and a half hours a day. She's it, she takes a bath and takes her time and plays with the yeah. baby and stuff like that. And I'm looking, I'm like, dude, I could never do that shit like crazy. But now it's like. You know, I you you learn as you get older how important that is. Yeah, like it's really important to take time with your kids. It's super important, and just and they don't even it doesn't make a difference if you're sitting over on a park bench, talking about nothing. You know what I mean? That's, doesn't matter. That's what's it, that's what it's about to me. So, yeah, that that balance is going to take a long time for me to figure out. You know, because I'm I'm 
highly addicted to work. Like yeah, it's heavily. And, 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 and I think most high performers are, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's... it's And what I tell people, it's like, well, let's let's look at your priorities. So typically you talk, I get on the phone, you know, with the Agogi or something, I'm like, tell me what your top four priorities are in life. And then they go, okay. And then I go, let me tell you, tell me about your schedule. Like, what time do you wake up? What time do you go to bed? And tell me every 15-minute increment in between. And they go, and I'm like, well, you just told me your whole day, and the, none of those align with your top. You're not working out. You're not spending time with your wife. You're not spending time with your kids. And you told me your health, fitness, family is is your top priorities. Well, number one, I mean, I didn't have social media until three years ago. And um, I'm trying to be a lot more. That's big. a fucking suck. It's a suck. It's if a if suck. I didn't have to have it, I wouldn't have it, dude. Same. But. But I mean, it's just believe it or not, it's I would. Just, my competition has it, and I have to have it. Yeah, man, exactly. You know? But um, it's worth. It's the world we live in. If you want to, you I'll tell you right business, now what. I'll tell you right now what really helped me when I was kind of stagnant is I didn't realize how much time I was spending. Even though I was training like crazy, I stay. I stay in decent shape. Do that. You know, a lot of people go to work. They come home and they sit down on the sofa right away. Oh my god, dude! Television on. There goes three hours right there. Three, four hours a night. Yep, that's in front of the t- right. television. Jimmy didn't have a TV in his house for seven years. Damn. When he started his business, got rid of his television in his house because he was a culprit to, to, to watching sports and the news. And you got rid of a television. So now, if you're not working, you're hanging out with your family. Exactly right. And and you know that's why I had this huge house. Right. I never saw my kids. So we downsized so I could see my kids in the house. And that, now they're forced to be around me in the house. You know what I mean? They can't go hide upstairs and like, you know, three miles down right. the road, you know? Right. So like, that's the stuff that you start to learn, you know, start figuring stuff out like that. And it's, and you know, those are all tweaks that people have taught me. And it's, and when, when you, when you're talking to people and engaging and building good relationships and spending time focusing on good relationships, healthy, good relationships with the guys that help you excel and want to see you do well, you don't need too many people in your life, bro. You just don't need it. And, and those people, those people are bringing such amazing things to the table for you um, without you asking sometimes, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's been great. So like all those small little tweaks, dude, and all those small little tweaks get you to the finish line. Yeah. It's like, even if it's not work related and you're tweaking to make your home life better, that's getting you to the finish line. Bro, it's, you're going to be so much more like if your home life's fucked up and you try to go work, like for me, my brain's messed up. Yeah. Like I, 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 I can't fully give a hundred percent here uh-huh. if something's messed up here uh-huh. you know for me personally my yeah. it just it tears my heart and my mind and I'm, I'm pulled in two different directions now if that's good i can crush it here if i'm crushing it here then i want to crush it here yeah so i mean your your home dynamics a little bit different than mine you guys are you guys are very focused on very similar goals yeah. you guys both you guys are best friends both, from what i can see yeah you guys both are, in in the business together in the business. Yeah. You, you guys are you guys are very um devoted to the same goal communicate very well in business you know what her strengths are she knows what yours are you don't even step in her wheelhouse it's call alley if i do then i i fuck up yeah exactly (laughs) so that's dynamic number one right dynamic number two is a similar dynamic to mine to where jackie is a professional running my house keeping me organized covering my shortfall and assisting me and making sure that my direction stays on point. Like, she's not in my business, right? We were just talking about this with Mel and how, like, we, most successful guys, you can't be as successful as you want to be without somebody. Like, you, like that's on your side. No, like, dude, with the way no. Mel is, the way Jackie is, the way Allie is. Like yeah, I mean, Mel's Mel's the best, dude. Mel's, Mel's actually super handy, 
but his wife doesn't know that he could even like screw in his a, a screw, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's around motorcycles his whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, it, but he's funny with that. We joke about it. She knows, and Melissa's unbelievable. But, uh, you, you know, that dynamic and, and it, it, it is so important. It, yeah. It's it's really important. And then, it, you know, those those the, the those goals that you guys have that are a very common goal in business. It's okay if 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 it's that dynamic or my dynamic, it's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, coming back together. You, sh- you have to be a team. You have to be a team, dude. You have to be a team. You have to be a team. Yeah. And um, I tried doing it, you know, sleeping with half of South Florida. <laughs> it don't work, dude. No, it don't work. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, and we talk about this a lot. It's like, you know, you're chasing, um, you know, we, we you're chasing pl- pleasure versus purpose. Yep. If you're a pleasure seeker, you are going to, you're never going to fill that hole. It's just a black hole that you just pour into constantly. The, the only time that I feel like you can see pleasure is when you're on your back, your back nine. And it's like, you're done with everything. Everyone's taking care of your good. And then you can go spoil yeah. but at not at not being a bad person. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. like you, you know, as we get older, we're going to be a little bit more selfish. But as far as your yeah. mission, Oh, your if, mission. Exactly. If you're, you're purpose driven. That yeah. is going to give you oh, hell, yeah. like, like, you know, just, just look at the, you know, the amount of veterans that we help That's with cool. core. Yeah. Like that purpose. Yep gives you fulfillment dude it's i mean i they are the if i could just do no disrespect to anyone out there listening yeah. if i could just do business with the veteran community that would be enough of a goal for me for everything else to, because like, of what it because you know dude, what it it's does unbelievable i have guys that can't even open their eyes i was at the blackwater event and we had a there was a client there that was on so many painkillers and whatever else the hell it was he was trying to speak and was falling over. I remember, yeah. You remember that dude? Yeah. I saw him. He was down here two months ago on a CC of testosterone, hasn't taken one freaking pill since, and he looks like a monster. And he's in unbelievable shape, happy-go-lucky. He didn't know better, dude. Yeah, they, he, don't, they, don't, they don't tell this you. This is what you have to do. I've been following yeah. direction from the feds. You know, I've been following SS, direction SSRIs, from SSRIs, here you go. Yep. Yeah. I've been listening to you guys for the last 10 years. I'm going to listen to you now. When yeah. you get to the VA, it's the same thing, man. And yeah. we, we both have a very similar opinion on what happens there because we've seen some pretty bad shit, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's so fulfilling. And I have their wives call me like, dude, you saved my marriage. Yeah. You know, like, and the kids are, like, happy and their dynamics completely changed. And it's, like, it's crazy. Um, not to say we don't have gratitude from a normal walk of life like yeah. myself. But it's just, like, it, it's a it's good for my ego, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, fulfillment. It's that's, fulfillment. That's, exactly. that's the difference between seeking like, uh, you know, uh, you know, chasing a bunch of a bunch of women, you know, and filling filling the void that way versus, you know, helping people and, exactly. and, and, and being purpose driven that way. So, um, I, you know, exactly. Mel, Mel took all your time, but real quick, I want to go backwards to you got like how core started. You got hurt, right? Yeah. So I, I had a pretty bad injury a while ago. Um, and uh, I was... I was, uh, like, I, like, no sex drive, dude. Like, it was, sucked, and it caught up with me. Mm-hmm. And I also abused anabolic steroids as a kid. I was, like, I was a big, I was a big boy when I came down here. Because um, you were into fighting. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu and everything, yeah. yeah and um, I went and got my blood work done, and uh, <laughs> my test was, like, 190 or something like that. And I How old were you? 28, 27, 28. And um, I went to see this doctor. Matt sent me this doctor, Dr. Triani. 
in Boca, and um, I legitimately went and sat down in this office, and um, he's like, yeah, I'm going to send you some stuff to the house, blah, 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 blah. When you get it, come back in. I didn't know really what was going on. He, I had an idea what was going on. All of a sudden, testosterone shows up to my doorstep. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I used to sell the shit out of this stuff illegally. <laughs> is, it, is it legal just in Florida? And the guy's like, no, you can see a doctor and drop shift, but it's completely fine. And yeah. Then when I was trying to figure out what to do with myself, I decided to, um, I had some cash coming in. I could slow down and really think. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take a stab at this, and that's that's kind of how the, the whole thing started off. Um, but uh, you, you know, the when 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 something when something's going on in my life now, like that, in, for instance, like that situation of meeting Tim, walking yeah. to the dealership, yeah. going to see this doctor, and ending up with Core. Yeah, like everything I do during the day now has a purpose. Like I know something good's going to come of it, and I'm like, never. I just do, I have no fear in my life. Like, I just don't live in fear at all about stuff. Because even something really bad that happens is a great lesson, dude. I mean, you, you can, I mean, yeah. we were talking about, you know, our... our I divorce. just told somebody that. They were like, well, I just I just had the worst thing in the world happen to me. I'm like, mm, you think that now. Yeah, don't say that to me. Yeah, you think that now. But some of the, wor- the worst things that have happened to me in my life have actually been the best, best things, things. You know, but don't get me wrong. They were hard. They were horrible. Yeah. But it, it it laid out a... It was liberating in, a, in, in the fact that it pointing me in a different direction that led me here. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even like, and know, if those things wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have landed here. It's like, dude, man, I was thinking yesterday when I was driving back um, from dinner with you, I was saying, saying to myself, I'm like, as you're talking about divorce, I'm like, man, that divorce was brutal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great lesson. <laughs> Great lesson. So let's, let's not do that. Let's again. not do that again. <laughs> For whatever reason. Yeah. Let's, let's not, not do it. Let's not do that again. Like that was, that was brutal. I mean, financially, you know, it, it, it crippled me um and and then you know from that podcast i mean from that from that position yeah um, hopefully my ex-wife doesn't listen to podcasts from 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 that position it was like you know after i got divorced i didn't realize how restricted i was from being miserable and being in marriage with the being with the wrong person yeah and, and legitimately like i said before one year i had everything back that i that i, I lost and excelled yeah dramatically and have a good relationship with her now and our kids um happy and you know engaged with my with with jackie and stuff like that so like it was it was brutal man i could i couldn't eat i couldn't sleep i was a mess you know you can get through it you can get through you, it if you put the effort in you can get, get through, through it. it and life can be good on the other side absolutely yeah and and um you know I, as weird as it sounds i think you can you can relate like i kind of like fixing chaos that, that's your position, right? Yeah. As a CEO, I, yeah, that's like your your that is that is what you do. It, you know, in chaos comes in a lot of different shapes and forms, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. like if it's a. Oh, I'll call you and be like, the, and it really is. It comes down to like you're a problem solver. If you're a CEO of an organization, yep. like or, or your you know your life, or you know someone to help you fix a problem. Yeah, one of the two things so exactly. Like right I, I, I will call you and be like, hey, this is the problem. Mm-hmm. Can you? Give me a solution. Yep. And you're like, hell yeah. Well, I mean, it's great. I mean, that you know, it's it's uh, it, it's most of the time you'll you, you know if you're if you're trying to find good people, you'll find someone that typically has answers to help yeah. you get things done quickly. Like just yeah. like I said before, you know, and and um, it it's actually great because when you're like when I get to help you or someone gets to help me. Dude, that freaking develops you like no one's business because yeah. you're out of yourself. You're focused on helping somebody else, and you don't want to screw that up, right? When it's you, it's one thing, but if I screw you up, yeah, it's a yeah. totally different story, you right. know. So you're it really slows you down, makes you more calculated. 
but it's just like we were talking about JP. Like, there's, believe it or not, there are people out there that want to help you. <laughs> You're just not even I mean, asking. That humility, man. You have yeah. to have humility. That's what it comes down to. Humility and, and making sure that when they do help you, that they that that you have like a lot of gratitude from that. Yeah. Like be thankful, yeah. Be yeah, you thankful. have to you gotta be have to have to be thankful, man. Yeah. That, and that's what it, I, I mean, I, I'm the same way. It's like, kinda like a dad move. You know, it's like yeah. don't don't take you know, I think you'd be even upset at me if I had a problem and you find out after the fact that I had yes. a problem and that oh. I didn't tell I didn't ask you. I'd be like you're like and I think you've even said something like Bro, why did you call me? Why did you call me? <laughs> I, know, I know. It's like you take that you take that away from me. Like I want to, and it's like your kids. It's like something happens yeah. to your kids, and you're you want to help them, and they don't ask for it. You're like, this is my shot. This is my one job. My yeah, one job is to help, help you. you. Exactly. Like don't take that from me. Yeah, I mean it's it's it, it's great because like now like I just feel like in the last year that I have like that circle. Yeah. Like I have that. Like I feel really complete with the circle around me. I feel like I can I can make hundreds of millions i feel like i can yeah. develop better as a person i feel like i can you know be a, a good dad you know i like i just I and you're how old i'm gonna be 43 it, so and, it's what's crazy about that is what you're saying right now it is even as successful as you are you're still talking about like how much more oh yeah that yeah, you can course. be and it's and that's what and that kind of brings me to the whole thing is like you know never peak the best is yet to come, come exactly like don't don't ever think that you're at the top, there's no, there's, there is no ceiling. So yeah, I was forced to take it is what it is out of my vocabulary. I hate that, that saying, saying. Saying, I hate that. Or, it is what you make it. Do you know what else? I'll, I'll give you my big pet peeve. Right when I have a 25 year old kid tell me you're good, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> you're good. Oh man, sorry about that. Don't worry, you're good. No shit, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it's funny. You know, my our patient coordinators were telling you know these vets and. These D agents, FBI, CEOs of company, you know, hey man, sorry, you know, sorry to get back to you. You're good. I, you know, I told my staff, I don't really think you should want to be saying that to this guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because for me, I had that old school thinking. Like, I was, when I was brought up with the people I was brought up around, like, dude, I got punched a lot in the face yeah. for saying stupid shit. You know what I mean? So, and, and that focus and respect is huge. And, 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 you know, I want to grow, man. Like a lot of people get content and complacent. Yeah. Like I just want to grow, you know. Yeah. So it's it's been cool, man. But thanks for having me, bro. Hold on, real quick. I want to talk about money. Okay. You have a very interesting way of pay, like not interesting way. Uh, you have a very interesting thought process on paying people and the reasons why you do what you do. And I've seen it over the years. Um, what? Who taught you that? Why? Why do you do what you do in that world? So the I. You can had, give me a scenario if you want. I had one job, one job, and I felt very underappreciated there. Yeah. And it was because of one of the owners, not the other. Made the company millions and millions of dollars, and they just took and took. Every time I'd make them more, they'd lower my commission. It, it was a nightmare. And um, still dear friends with the other owner. He's an amazing guy, one of the guys in my circle. And um, and uh, the, the guy just just every sales guy was just irreplaceable, 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 irreplaceable. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to find anyone to do what some of us are doing here easily. It's going to yeah. be a lot of work. Yeah, we're replaceable, but why would you want to replace us? You know? So my thing is this, you know, and I'll, I would, I know what I need to live. Right. And, and I, and I know what I need to get to where I want to be. Anything over and above that, I'll give back to my staff. I don't care. 
Like, it's not changing my life. Mm-hmm. It, it's fine. And <clears throat> what I've learned is like when when you make people feel appreciated, financially appreciated, that money comes back tenfold to you. It's crazy. Like I, any of my guys will stay till two o'clock in the morning and work, and they'll grind, and they're they're grinders because they know that they're going to be financially appreciated. And it's very important to compensate your staff, dude. Like I walk around quite often, and I'll just hand out checks for no reason other than the fact that I'm grateful for them. You know, again, they're giving me the best years of their life. They're grinding out. They made this their career. And at the end of the day, man, it's like, who, how, how can you feel good about yourself when you're going home to a multi-million dollar home and this, and you have a staff member who's eating fucking ramen noodles. Fuck. Fuck that. You know what I mean? So like that, that's a big thing for me. I pay very close attention to my staff, their, their life needs. Like that's a big thing for me because I want all the pressure off of them and I'm greedy when they're in the office. Mm-hmm. I don't want their mind anywhere other than making money for the company. Yeah. And it, when, when you have, when, when you have someone that is nervous about driving to work cause they can't afford gas, they get to work and they're like, shit, how the fuck am I going to get home? Cause I don't think I have enough gas to get home. How does that help your company? Here, dude, here's another five grand a year. Don't worry about gas anymore. Yeah. Like it's stuff like that that makes you grow. And and you know when I when I have a a staff member like Matt, Matt and Mike have profit sharing in my company. Yeah. Right. So and in in, in K two and they they didn't really know what to expect from profit sharing. And you know they they got this check at the end of the year and they're like, dude, are you serious right now? I'm like, yeah. And dude, my business partner and I could have taken that money and had a goddamn blast on it. You know yeah. what I mean? But the thing is, is... But now you... I, I see it, man. You have a very, very... I mean, they your employees come to your house. Yep. They eat. Yep. They'll clean your kitchen. Yep. They'll take out your garbage. Yep. They... You have a very, very loyal... Yeah. It's a family. Like you've created a family. They're great. It, but with with that, you... You can, enter, you can enter the friend zone with them, but the line has to be there. Like, for instance, I had to... I terminated someone who I really cared about at the office. Really, like, I had a 10-year relationship with... They did something stupid. They did something real stupid, and I fired them. And he's like, dude, how can you fire me? I'm your boy. I'm like, not anymore, you're not. You violated that. It's over. And I haven't spoke to him since. And it's and that's the type of stuff. Like, that business, it's it's not me. It's when you're playing football, when you're playing it's any team. team sport. The business is the objective. That's the goal. You focus on core medical, not Sydney, yeah. not Matt, not Mike. Yeah. It's core. And when people lose that focus in my life, 90% of the time, they're no longer in it because that is but, what's... But you've done all the, the leadership things. You've given yeah, them. Yeah, 100%. You're, you're given everything. Yeah. And, and, and the, the thing is, is like, think about, think about how many people are living comfortably off core medical. I have zero risk tolerance for that. Yeah. Like, I, that, that's not going away. Like, yeah. if, you know, we have, we have an amazing staff. Like, they're unbelievable. I have so much gratitude for them. They don't even know how much I care. Like, it's... I talk to Jackie about how fantastic they are constantly. But if you put the company at risk, it's over. Because you're not just putting them at risk. You're putting our patients at risk. You're putting all the employees at risk. Their kids at risk. Their kids at risk. The ripple effect is is tremendous. That's why, you know, I've had people make big mistakes. And those big mistakes that they make, they don't realize what happens. When you screw up at work, I'm disappointed. I come home, I'm on the phone with my business partner, I'm neglecting my kids, mm-hmm. my wife is mad at me, I'm going to bed upset if I sleep, I'm getting up the next morning, 
trying to find a solution and it just consumed my day and now I'm in a bad position mentally mm-hmm. overall. So that's why we, you know, we try to stay focused on like making sure once again, people are excelling in the direction that they're supposed to go and focusing on what I can do to help them to avoid yeah. those issues, you know? And, um, and for the most part of the past three years, I haven't seen many of that because of the way you do, you, you lead your team, you take care of your team. I very rarely have I minimizing seen personalities. Minimizing personalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right, dude. You control you control the environment. Yep. And yeah. yeah, that's right. And you know, there's a lot of growth still still left there, man. And we're we're gonna we're gonna, you know, keep keep it moving. So Yeah. Well, this this is the man, guys. This is the man behind everything. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate your time, yeah. brother. This was this was great, you know. These uh it, the these podcasts are, are super, you know, I don't do this very often, you no. know. And when I when I get to have these conversations like this, just most people don't get to just sit down and talk like this for no reason. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're just sitting here having a conversation. It wouldn't right. be any different. But you know, stuff like this really, really good for development. I think so. Absolutely. Thank man. you like, so much for this. Yeah. It was a it was a great opportunity. And eventually, I think Mel, I'm going to get you up there for three hours on the in the other studio. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll come up and hang for sure. And tell tell all your dirty dark secrets. Yeah. All the. Well, all the so, sorry, I forget. All the, stuff, <laughs> all the stories. All, All right. right. Uh, so anyways, at the end of the day, you guys know Core Meds, you know, a, a crucial sponsor and a, and a part of my team as well. So for those of you who are out there that are, are interested, you know, the, the links in the show notes and the description below. Um, and like I said, everybody, like I said the last time with Mel, at the end of the day, if, if you're a man 30 years old, you have any of those symptoms, just get your blood tested at a minimum. Just do a freaking blood but, test. Yeah. I'm not saying that you need to inject anything or you need to take anything, but that blood test is going to tell a story and, 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 it, and it could honestly it could save your life. So to get your blood tested um, and everything's in, in the, in the notes below the links are below. If not, just reach out and then um, follow Sydney. Sydney's always sharing a bunch of gun stuff, mainly gun stuff and dead animals. <laughs> if you follow, if you follow on Instagram, it's usually cars, guns, and dead animals. So yeah. if you're into that sort of thing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big hunter. So, <laughs> yeah. so we'll, and, and we'll talk about more of that next time we have them on. So anyways, guys, thanks for doing this. Uh, if you got something on this podcast, which, you know, I know, I know you did uh, screenshot it, uh, tag us both. We'll share it on social media as well. Um, share this with your friends. Other than that, we'll see you guys on the next episode. I